Well, hello, and welcome to The Intersect. It's me, Noah Coot, along with my absolutely delightful co-host, Michael Renage. Hey, Noah. Hey, people. How is everyone? I'm actually doing quite all right. I'm just... I just got quite a bit I gotta do because I'm flying out to Europe in four days and I gotta pack up stuff, get all the Christmas presents ready to, uh, you know, bring over to the family and whatnot. So, you know, just a little busy, but I'm certainly doing well, right? That's good. That's good. I mean, it's the holidays. This is going to be our, probably our last episode of the year, unless, you know, I don't know, the world, the, we find out the world is ending. Um... <laughs> Which is not an unreasonable thing to assume. (laughs) Uh, What was it? Isn't, like, you know what? Something suddenly came to mind recently. Uh, You remember the Doomsday Clock, right? That thing by the nuclear Bolton or whatever, where they say, like, you're that much time away from midnight. And when midnight strikes, it's the end of humanity or something like that. Yes, I'm aware of it. Also, isn't a doomsday clock at something like a hundred seconds to midnight, which is like the closest it has ever been or something right now? I think they've... Oh, I think they just... I think they... Yeah, they. I think they change it to just like catastrophe regardless. So it doesn't matter if it's like a nuclear Armageddon or like... Well, they're saying coronavirus is kind of like gonna, gonna bring issues in. So, woo! Yes. Corona absolutely great the omicron variant oh yeah no um i'm hoping i don't have to worry about too many stuff while traveling right now i honestly just went straight up to a family like i'm traveling but i don't think i'm gonna have fun traveling this time because there's such a hassle right now with everything related to this corona shit especially now with a new omicron variant you know that you have to get tested 24 hours before your flight to return to the US. Yeah, that's so annoying. Wait, what if you have like multiple flights in a day? Like, you know, an overnight flight. Like, what are you gonna do? So well, usually they the... have testing centers in the airport that are expensive as fuck, but that's usually how you can do it. So, if you really gotta fly, that would be one way to do it. That's so annoying. And. I mean, I get, I get why they're doing it. Omicron is now rampaging uh, the UK. I think like 70% of cases are there. Um, multiple countries are setting records of the number of COVID cases they have. Like not records of Omicron or Delta, just record period. Um, and yeah, no, it's uh, life sucks right now. I mean, no, life does not suck. It's the holidays. We're getting together with friends and family. You're traveling. Um, I'm going to see my family. Like, it's hopeful. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm sure in a week, two weeks from now, it'll be a lot happier. And we'll leave the bad news this week. <laughs> oh, let's hope that 2022 isn't going to be as bad as the last two years that just hit us like a Sorry, goddamn... No. I'm not even saying that. 2022 is going to happen. I don't care anymore. It's going to be insane. It's, it's going to be the same. Yeah. Or, I mean, you know, it might just be a bit, yeah. I mean, I want to say the last two years have been insane. Maybe it's not that they've been insane. It's just that they've reached... They've just changed everyone in an interesting way because we're facing this problem that's um, something that we haven't experienced at all in our lifetimes for basically almost everyone who lives on earth right now actually that's not true a lot of old people probably remember some kind of what was the last big disease we had that's not like ebola like one that actually affected many countries including western countries the spanish flu yes that's probably a good example that was a hundred years ago noah okay well um we've got people who are over a hundred years old right they wouldn't remember it though damn i guess yeah amnesia hits guess, you hard i guess they no, can not remember. amnesia it's uh alzheimer's no they'd just be too young or that i think i'm really thinking <laughs> of it in a dark manner i'm just too hopeful people live long um but I'm yeah sorry, no it i guess it's, 20, it's just it started the world is experiencing this thing that we've never experienced before in our lifetime and that's the case for everybody and so everybody's changed a little as they have to go through this 
Yes, we have to change. We have to adapt. It's just, you know, the world's always changing. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, yeah. So I'm just hoping for a good next year. I don't really have any goals for next year or whatever. Actually, no. I'm going to say my goal is to work on my current projects some more and see how far I can go. Because sometimes working on these projects is a bitch. I guess mm-hmm. that's the easiest way to put it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like facing these troublesome things to work on. And they're honestly just such a pain in the ass to work through. Um, I will tell you, never set up your own email server. It is an absolute pain in the ass to do. But yeah, also it's a really cool it. project to do. And it opens your eyes up to many interesting things in the world of well, technology, I guess. Yeah. So let's see. Goals for, for a new year. Grow factional media. Come on. Let's grow. Do more okay, podcasting, okay. more projects, more projects that are coming on the way. And like invest investing back in the business. It'll be good. Trust me. But yes. Um. Anyways, we actually do have some news to go over. Um. The first one is a tragedy that happened earlier this week when we were recording is in Kentucky. In Kentucky, a series of, what was it, 22 her- uh, tornadoes? Uh, something yeah, like that. those. The weird um, tornadoes, something I've not experienced myself yet. Or, well, I guess I haven't really experienced hurricanes either, but I have felt the aftermath of a hurricane. But You've never experienced um, a hurricane? That feels, we've, they hit Boston from time to time. I guess, yeah, but I don't recall it being, like, a hurricane that's something... I mean, I recognize them as being really bad storms. I don't have them hit me as anything out of the ordinary in terms of really bad storms. Um, okay. Yeah, that's fair. And when I say so, Kentucky, they, were, they weren't in that general area, because apparently, like, Arkansas and Illinois also got hit. But yeah, it was... The a, only... A, the only tornado experience I can recall, which is not really an experience, but just the time where it hit something close to home, was when there was that one tornado in Springfield, Mass, that nobody was ready for. That was not a tornado. That was a twister. Oh, okay. So I guess not even as bad as what happened over there. I mean, I have no idea what's worse, a tornado or a twister. Um, but I do remember seeing photos from everything that happened in that general area. And one that struck me, and probably the picture that a lot of people, I think, saw was there's this picture of this old man who made himself a little brick fireplace to start grilling stuff in front of a house that's in complete shambles, like just rubble behind him. Um, oh, sorry. There's no difference between t- Tornado and Twister. They're the exact same thing. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, Springfield. I, so, I yeah, there was but... there was one in Concord, in Concord, Mass., Ooh, really? Okay, but enough about us. Um, Let's talk more about what's went on over there. Yeah, so the devastation is ridiculous. 70 people are presumed dead. Um, At least all the information I can find says at least 70 people have died as a result of this series of tornadoes, including people who weren't allowed to leave work, who worked at a candle factory and a Amazon warehouse. I remember hearing that. That was actually one of the big problems people had, where they talked about how um, a warehouse refused to let people out despite a tornado warning um, and said, keep working, because we don't think we'll have any issues with it. Yeah, so this happened, there's two of them. One of them was the Amazon warehouse, and I think six people died there, and the other one was a candle factory that was working late into the night. And... I don't know, Some a lot of the stories are heartbreaking. You see a lot of text messages like, they won't let us leave, or it's like, I love you, and it's just like... <sighs> but can't they just walk out? I mean, I guess they might lose their job doing that, but it's better than losing your life. Well, if you're told you're gonna... Well, it's, it's think about it, it's still holidays. People are trying to make money, so this way they can buy Christmas gifts, etc. And depending on the type of job you have, if you're working at a candle factory... I don't think your options for excess work are that high. That's true. I I, I thought you were going to talk about how, like, 
there are certain jobs where even though there's a I forgot what it is in the, the worker US, shortage, but there's this great resignation. No, no, no. There's a specific term of how it works in the US where when you're hired in the US, you have the right to quit whenever you want, however you want, you know? You you are, you cannot be forced to work for that company. In the same way the company has the right to fire you whenever they want, however they want. Although, you know, there are a few regulations for it. And one of the big exceptions is, especially as an individual, the one that will impact you is if you're in, what do you call it, the control towers at an airport, if you're one of the people who works there, um, yeah. you are legally required to work. You cannot leave your post unless there's an actual reason to. Um, and that was something interesting that I remember was an issue during COVID pandemic, I think. I'm not 100% sure about that. Uh, maybe. Uh, I, I guess, yeah, essential workers are not allowed to leave their posts. But it was a candle But I just remember the whole the control tower problem was something we may have discussed a while back. Um, I don't recall what it is, and I'm kind of interested. I want to look it up again, but it's unrelated to the Kentucky tornadoes. I just thought, huh. I'm surprised nobody could just leave their work, but you do give good reasons why they didn't. Yeah. And I don't know, it's just like I don't it's tragic. And yeah. I don't know. Moving on. <laughs> I don't wanna scoff away, it's just like I have nothing else to say other than this is a tragedy. Beyond people who died, there are people there are many people who've lost their homes, their jobs, their communities are destroyed. Now, I'm wondering, though, because it's, isn't it one of those areas that is relatively poor compared to some other states, and therefore it's going to be a whole issue because a lot of people probably didn't have some form of insurance on their things and whatnot, and now it's all gone? Well, it's, um, insurance claims, uh, I think you're, aren't you required to have housing insurance? Um, so, so insurance claims can happen. They might have some stuff insured, but like just the claims process can take years, especially for if say your, your uh, claim is about your house that got destroyed. And also think about the fact that it was like, uh, multiple thousands of people's homes were destroyed. And then on top of that, all of, all of the... The damage is relatively in a single area. So if you're if you're an insurance company that's working in that single area, you might have an incentive to be like, if I do this, I'm gonna go bankrupt, because <laughs> that's a lot of collectivized risk right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even then, if jobs, if if like say that factory, it takes like two years to to get rebuilt and like operating again. What are people going to do in the meantime? Uh, so there's a lot of things that go there beyond just the, like, there's there's no, the economics are a little bit more complicated than, like, your health insurance, your, uh, your housing insurance claim came up in January or something like that. So it's bad. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I'm hoping that they find a solution to helping the people out over there. But I feel like, you know, there's been a big rise in all these natural disasters occurring, especially related to weather and such, um, not like earthquakes and whatnot. It's hurricanes have been getting stronger. Storms have been getting much more aggressive wildfires have been more recurrent and so on and you know this all relates back to a specific topic that i'm sure you know what that i'm talking about i wonder um, what i wonder what uh what atmospheric and climate related thing you could be talking about noah i don't know i really well what, what I, is this change of the climate that's making everything worse it's almost well, as like there's too much <laughs> Too much of a concentration of, like, greenhouses. Like, it's getting really hard to think about it. I think it's just God's wrath. It has nothing to do with science. God's wrath for us not taking care of the earth. Yes. Um, you know, I, I believe it's... We're destroying the environment, and therefore it's God's wrath. There's no scientific correlation to it, though. 
Yeah, it, 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 there's nothing we can. <laughs> there's nothing we could possibly do to mitigate the uh, this impending disaster. Oh well. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like this is just a good time to mention climate change because, well, I don't know. Tornadoes seem climate related to me, and uh, as I mentioned, there seems to be a recurring. Um, or at least there seems to be a higher frequency of these disasters happening that are related to climate. And so, you know, it's probably worth mentioning, although it's not really the topic about it because we're talking more about um, the people and how we really weren't happy about all that happening and affecting the people. But in the end, you should ignore the root of the issue and... This is going to happen to more people unless we take action against this root of the issue. So you're saying it's going to keep happening. Cool. Yep. And we need to be ready um, to either accept the consequences or we need to take action to stop it from happening. Or at least reduce it. You know. All right. From human tragedy to digital tragedy, you have something for us, Noah? I'll do that right after our break. And we're back. So, Noah, digital tragedy. <laughs> All right, um, before we get right into this big digital tragedy, um, I feel like there's one thing worth mentioning because it seems more visible to everyday people, which is AWS went down for a little bit. And then I'll talk about the whole cybersecurity tragedy right after. But I feel like it's worth mentioning things that affects people first and then going into like the technical stuff. That affect real people. Um, yeah, so AWS, Amazon Web Services, uh, is a cloud platform that services like, I don't know, I want to say a quarter of the internet. Yeah, a large number, for sure. And they've been experiencing several outages in the past like week, and one of them basically knocked down like a quarter of the internet. Mm-hmm. No more Netflix, no more Twitch.tv, no more what else was there? Slack, I think, runs on AWS or something. Ah, makes sense. The other what? two are, Well, because the other major cloud service programs are Google, which makes a million different messaging platforms, and Microsoft. Rest who... in peace, Google Hangouts. <laughs> you know there's a whole website of, like, products google has killed anyways and the other one the other big one is uh uh azure which is run by microsoft which, which is also microsoft teams yeah actively trying to kill slack so makes sense it's aws or it could be oracle uh, oracle mm-hmm. sucks i feel like there's a little bit more than that too but oh well um no i no those are the those are the big four are they really? Oracle is? Well, I'm Oracle only like... has a 10% market share, but yeah. I feel like I'm... What about OVH, for example? They're a huge um, hosting... Well, they provide a lot of hosting services. They're just not based out of the US, so maybe that's why we don't talk about them. I've never heard of them. Yeah, they're French, and uh, they're the people I use for my own work online because they have a server up in Canada. And um, the real reason I actually went for them is because there are better privacy laws when it comes to non-American companies. So, yeah. Um, anyways. I guess IBM's also big. Uh-huh. IBM's out there, too. But Salesforce. yeah, so AWS went down, which is why certain things might stop working. You know how that is, right? Um you can't connect to anything, you get mad, and that's just life. You gotta accept it. I mean, yeah, I don't know what else to say. It's, uh, it's oh, and annoying. I and think it's it was also... Me, I want to say it was specifically their West Coast servers that were hit, and they haven't really said any reason as to why they officially had issues. What they mostly just said is that they had connectivity problems, which if I were to speculate what happened, it's probably something like, Huh, fiber lines got cut or something, which can happen. Um, if you have a bulldozer or like an excavator that digs somewhere and boom, it hits one of those fiber lines and breaks it, that's like cutting off the internet from between two large data centers and something, and that could affect a lot. 
and stuff like that too, just in general, all um, could have been the potential reason for such an issue. But I don't know. Um, it's a bit odd, or it could be faulty software, which is what happened with that large um, AWS shutdown, or even the Facebook shutdown that happened um, a month or two ago. Yeah, I mean, who knows? And uh, yeah, no, but it's just, it's just important to know like how so so much of of the internet, which we think is big, huge, and giant, which it is, is only backstopped is. by a couple companies. Well, the issue is that a lot of the internet now has become something where back then it used to be hosted by many smaller companies just providing services, and suddenly now these big companies have taken over um, it all and are now providing these major services for hosting. The internet is not as decentralized as people think. It's very much centralized now because these major um, hosting platforms have gotten um, such a large market share in making the internet work. They provide a lot of infrastructure. And it's not just in hosting. While hosting is a major part of it and where most of the money comes from, even communication companies, there's like five big communication companies in North America that take care of basically all of the connections. And even around the world, there's like a few big companies that handle all of the fiber lines that go under the ocean and connects the continents and so on so yeah. okay i actually found i actually found the market share thing i was looking for although this is by revenue so i don't know if that's total we're just going to use it as a proxy the largest is a aws at 32 percent then microsoft at 20 google's at 10 then alibaba ibm salesforce 10 cent and oracle's at two percent so <laughs> the google bottom. is not big at all well i mean they're big they're still 10 percent but um, Google is not as big as people would expect, and that's mainly because um, Microsoft I feel like their cloud good. platform has not been pushed as much as AWS. That is almost what do you want to what do I want to say? They're they're almost like the gold standard now for hosting. They, well, AWS is a the first the the first one out of gate, and they advertise a lot. And, and Microsoft is just, well, in terms of a company that works on software, Microsoft provides so many services along with their whole development ecosystem that it's just easier to use Azure for everything if you um, yeah. want to go no, But for I was it. looking at it. Google Cloud launched before, uh, before Azure. It's just that Microsoft has done such a good job. Like, I've heard, like, I've heard people uh, pick between either AWS and Azure. Like, which one is the best? Like, fight yeah. between the two of them. So well, I think AWS has more services while Azure has better integration for development. And so it's very different depending on what your company does to pick between the two. Anyways, I'm not here to recommend you guys any hosting services. Um, but yeah, I don't see your French one, if that's, <laughs> if that's more or less it. Well, I would guess that's because it represents market share for American websites or companies. Nope. And Worldwide market share. That's why it has Alibaba and Tencent. Oh, wait, yeah, I did miss on that. Um, huh, I'm quite surprised. OVH does have a revenue of around 600 million euros, um, well, which is Well, to be lot. fair, uh, I, I looked up the largest, the largest ones. The whole market is $150 billion. So at Oracle, it's making, what's 2% of $150 billion? Uh, it's making a couple billion. three bill. It's making three billion dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it could ha it could make decent revenue, but like three billion dollars is a lot. Because I do know there's a lot of hosting companies out there, and at least for people who are doing more self-hosting and such, um, these smaller hosts tend to be a lot better because they are more they don't rely on big corporations to provide them with all their business. They rely on providing services to these smaller businesses or individuals to um, really be out there. I don't know. I just thought it's worth mentioning. But yeah, um, AWS went down, which is why things may have stopped working. And that's just a fact of life with the internet. Um, servers, no matter how much they're designed to be up um, and try to reach that 99.999 uptime um, statistic, uh, the truth is they're still prone to failure, and it can happen, usually because of human error. Um, 
otherwise, in other news, when it comes to the internet and, you know, I think we mentioned it, cybersecurity, um, a lot of things are now also suddenly at risk of getting hacked. Um, not you as an individual, that's quite unlikely. It's more services and software, like, that use, um, well, basically things you would use on the internet. And while it might not affect you directly, like no one's going to hack into your computer, the problem is that since everyone relies on the internet and its services nowadays, um, that just means that all of your data that's on the internet might be at risk. Isn't that great? That's so reassuring, Noah. Thank you so much. I know. Anyways, let's just hope the companies are actually willing to invest their money into upping their security. But this vulnerability is known as the Log4j vulnerability, which is... Um, Log4j is a system that is used for logging, which means gathering and collecting... Well, it's basically to record what happens on these servers, because if there's an issue, they can check through the logs and make sure that, hey, um, this is where the issue happened, and I can see what happened, and that caused the issue. And it's pretty important in the world of computing to be able to log things so you can keep track of it. And then um, Log4j, I think, mostly affects Java, systems that run Java, which, um, you know, I think there's a few billion devices and a lot of um, enterprise applications are built on top of Java. And so... Now it's bringing this whole problem where it is one of the biggest um, cybersecurity vulnerabilities that has ever been detected um, out there and is an actual problem because it's a zero-day issue, which means that it is actively used in attacks at the moment, unlike things like, what was it, the heart bleed or the heart... There was uh, this other heart major bleed was one, there was another one, like the Intel ones. Yes, but basically those issues were not zero-day because they no individual unless they had like very very large backing and access to all the resources they needed to run such an attack nobody really would be able to run it for this problem here this log4j vulnerability was actually first Heart discovered shell shock hmm Heart oh, the, shell shock. The vulnerab yeah the vulnerabilities yeah. but this um log4j vulnerability was actually first detected because it affected minecraft servers and you don't really? usually have a big government-backed hacking um, group that targets Minecraft servers. And so the reality is small, everyday hackers were able to abuse this vulnerability just for their own ability to control a Minecraft server as they want and then just, you know, being whoever they want and hacking okay. a game if, server. But now in that fairness. this information has gone out about this vulnerability... Um, it's starting to affect a lot of large companies, and ransomware is starting to spread out farther and like, such. And it's really okay, hard no. to defend against. In fairness, Minecraft is a pretty big effing deal. It's the biggest game in history, video game in history. That, that is, is very true. I think it, if it's not the most watched topic on YouTube, it's one of them. Because all Minecraft videos collectively have amassed over a trillion uh uh views which... so congratulations minecraft on managing all that but i just wanted to say it's interesting also how a video game was the reason people discovered oh there's this whole issue that we probably have to fix called oh, the log4j vulnerability um i think it's so big that it's affecting companies like even cloudflare which is one of the major cybersecurity companies out in the us and does a lot of services for protecting companies across the web um i myself have gotten email from them since i use them and um basically they say like we're providing firewall protection for everybody no matter what um plan you have with us meaning that even if i don't pay for the protection they're providing this protection to me because this vulnerability is so big they're worried that it might affect um almost anybody who um runs a server uh including the majority of their customers to their platform and so they realize that you know it's probably it's such a big issue they're willing to basically do this. And I know it's also a bit of a PR move to help defend everyone, but I just thought it's worth mentioning that like major cybersecurity companies themselves are extremely worried about it. And 
are unsure on how to defend people, so they're just blocking things um, kind of by force. It's it's a bit interesting, yeah. but yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know how much more to comment on that. Although the only thing I found, because I like Googling stuff when you talk about things, and you know how I made the whole Minecraft is a pretty big deal with one trillion views? Yep. <laughs> Guess what is the most single watch video on YouTube? Minecraft video? The no. Minecraft parody music video. No, they're all they're all music. Uh, uh, like all of them, I think. I know it's not Gangnam Style anymore. Top thirty. Um, <laughs> has been Gangnam Style in a couple years. I know Auto it's Gangnam Style is the eleven music video. Um, hmm? I'm trying to remember who it was. It's just some Gangnam? really popular pop singer. Okay, Gangnam Style is number eleven with four point two eight billion views. But um, give it respect to Gangnam Style. They were the first ones to break the billion view mark. Yes. Yeah, now, now there's a couple of them. Um, do you, so you said a big major a pop artist? Yeah. So like, or it could I guess... be like um, Indian music too. Okay. <laughs> I know the, what was it called? T-Series was like this big Indian Bollywood uh, producer that publishes a lot of music videos on YouTube. And they might be the most subscribed channel right now on YouTube, but yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, top 10. So in terms of uh, big pop artists that you'll recognize, there's See You Again, which is number five by Wiz Khalifa with 5.36 billion. Shape of You by Ed Sheeran with 5.56 billion. Is that number three? They're number five and four respects, respectively. Okay. Um <laughs> But it's a kids, it, it, it's it's a kids one, because number three is Johnny Johnny. Oh, yes, Baby Papa. Shark! Oh my God! Baby Shark is number one at nine point eight five billion. It it beats out Despacito by over two point two billion views. Baby Shark, do 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 Baby Shark, no. We're gonna get copyrighted. Baby Shark, Mommy Shark, do Okay, sorry. Um, but yeah. Anyways, uh, for perspective, it's like a hundred baby shark videos equals the amount of videos played of Minecraft played. <laughs> wow. Uh, anyways, I'm not surprised by baby shark, and I am surprised it's not dead yet. But you know what? The fact that I still occasionally hear people sing it, or I myself sing it out of nowhere, um, just represents how much of an earworm of a song it is. I hate it so much. It's I actually so don't hate bad. it as much as other people. I'm willing to annoy other people with it. But yeah. Yeah, it, this was a prime example of it. <laughs> oh my god. How much does your little brother like this song? Actually, no, he's not that young anymore. I don't know. He used the the Johnny Johnny Yes Papa thing, like he used to watch a lot. Like six million views. Yeah, he probably contributed like a thousand. <laughs> Yay! Okay, anyways, um, that's all I really have to say. Log4j vulnerability. You probably won't be affected by it, but if you work in the IT industry, you probably have heard of it, and you're probably affected by it, because your company is worrying the shit. Oh, no. <laughs> worrying a lot about it, but yeah. Um, if services suddenly seem to not work anymore these next few weeks, that's probably because they got hacked. It's not okay. <laughs> Alright, let's take a break <laughs> with that helpful note. Yeah, I know. And we're back. So, as we close out 2021, let's look let's let's have a little look back of like what this year's been, how this year's felt like. Um Um You know, it felt a bit like I'm playing a game and I think I'm about to beat the boss, which is called the coronavirus pandemic. And then all of a sudden, the boss just, like, comes back to life even stronger for the second stage. You know, like what I'm talking about in a video game? This is what it feels like with every single new strain that comes up. Yeah, no, I really felt we, I, I really felt it was going to be over when the, they announced the vaccine. I mean, yes, they announced the vaccines in 2020, but no one got them till 2021. Um... Yeah, it really felt like it was going to be over, like we had won, at least in the U.S. Uh, we talked about vaccine inequality and how that I'm was I'm just imagining, like, 
the corona every time this happens. It's just like coming out like, you know, like Goku and Dragon Ball Z is like, this is not even my final form. <laughs> and, and just comes back harder, stronger, and um, suddenly yeah, everything's back to chaos. Anyways, yeah. can't kill uh, you, can only make you stronger. COVID's taking that to heart. Um, so yeah, no, uh, I want to say the biggest story of the year for me is still the vaccine. Like, despite all the f- shittiness, the misinformation, the fact that, like, countries like India shut down, the fact that it's still not widely available across the world, the fact that a lot that third world countries are beating the U.S. in terms of vaccination rate because we're morally corrupt as a society. But <laughs> I still think that's the biggest news of the year, at least, like, health politics-wise. Tech-wise... You know, I'll mm-hmm. still say tech because it's science and technology. Like, I know yeah. Time named Elon Musk person of the year or whatever, which I guess has this... It makes sense. But, like, I still think, like, COVID and the vaccines were the biggest story of the year. I don't know. What about you, Noah? What would you think? Um, I'm trying to recall what were other major news stories that happened. I'll give you a, a, a small list. There's the Facebook, I mean Meta, uh, controversies. Uh, um, yes, that was pretty funny. Uh, I'm trying to think. Oh wait, we failed to fight climate change again. Um, <laughs> I think then we have like a certain, you know, there's always like the COP meetings, and then we always fail to meet the goal. Let's go. Um, anyways, that's all I felt like mentioning. Um, uh, yeah, I mean the uh, vaccine the... going a bit everywhere, but the virus also mutating. Joe Biden became president, and it happened while the election was last year. He was put into office this year. Yeah, January twenty twentieth. Yeah. Oh yeah, there was the insurrection that happened, and we kind yes, of forgot that about is the a fact major that story to mention probably a um, a major the... party of a, of this democracy tried to overthrow an election. The change of the German chancellor, chancellor is pretty important, too. Um, yeah. While it might be big. something that's happening in Europe on a world scale... It matters a lot. very big, um, because it's also the replacement of an individual who's been very active in the world of politics um, on a global scale. And now she finally decided to step down, take her retirement... She's probably going to make big bucks now because she can go to Harvard and make a talk and she'll be paid millions for it. Um, I'm going to be honestly but... the most respected world leader in the 21st century so far. Probably. Um, probably more so than Obama, too. That must be interesting. But yeah. yeah I mean, um, she's, she what is there? twice as long. <laughs> There's the civil wars, I think, like in Ethiopia and so on. Yeah, Ethiopia uh, is tragic. Um, um, there's also there Myanmar. Were some terrorist stories that happened? Myanmar is uh, big too. Uh, the Taliban in Afghanistan. That's a major story. Also in America. Why is America involved in a lot of these major world stories? Huh? <laughs> it's um, called we're supply a superpower. Chains. So there's uh, a supply chains problem. So the Evergreen. Oh yeah. I, and on top of like general supply chains, there was the Evergreen. Yeah. Uh, there's the Evergrande, the largest company to ever default on its debts. Yeah. Uh, isn't there a big migration problem going on in a lot of countries, mainly Belarus? That's also worth Belarus. mentioning. And also Belarus Haiti. and the UK. Belarus think, and the UK. Yeah. Because the UK, the UK needs UK. migrants. Yeah. Um, now there's also, I think, Haiti. Oh, I feel yeah, it's worth the mentioning. Whole president there, got murdered thingy. It, it's we we still major. never solved that. We, we, we never solved that yet. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> and also... I'm actually reading up, and they're saying a major story that happened, which affects now China, which is worth mentioning, the AUKUS deal, which is something that happened in September. We did not discuss this, but basically We did did talk about the AUKUS deal. We talked about France being mad. Uh, Yeah, basically, that's also a pretty big one to mention. Yeah. Oh, China China is just, in general... um... (laughs) There's a lot of things with China. We Uh, didn't talk about Hong Kong, but I know they were a pretty major still, and I think... Um, there's a ton of controversy with Taiwan. There's Peng Shui. There's a uh, um, semiconductor industry. Um, the whole growth of way from 
the big Taiwanese manufacturers producing China is having an energy crisis. Like they don't have enough coal in, in so a lot of cities are shutting down, which is also affecting the uh, supply chain. Uh, Anyways, um, yeah. So, so yeah, if we have to talk th- about things going on, I feel like it is worth mentioning. A lot of things are uh, happen around the world this year, and even though we're just mentioning headlines and names. Um, don't forget. Yeah, but we no, often well, forget to look back at what happened throughout the year. But what was the biggest story for you? The biggest story for me. If you want, I can I pick another say, one that's not COVID. Because <laughs> that one was pretty obvious. Um, I'm going to talk about the GPU crisis and supply chain. Okay, supply chains, yeah. Supply chain issue, I think, is one of the biggest things that affects me and affects people I know and is also something that affects industries I'm interested in. It's certainly not the biggest problem in terms of human life and so on, although a supply chain problem might actually affect things like, hey, can hospitals get the equipment they need and so on. But I feel like as a problem from an economic point of view, it is one of the biggest crises we've ever seen, which is related to the corona issue. But I feel like saying corona is almost cheating. Um, Okay, that's true. But supply chains are a big thing. Other big stories that really affected me or at least really stood with me was, yes, um, Joe Biden becoming president, along with an insurrection and Afghanistan. Those were all pretty major. The German chancellor stepping down, so Angela Merkel is no more the German chancellor. And um, that's what I can mention for now. I feel like also in terms of, what do you want to say? No, that's about it. Uh, I have another uh, question, but like, I want to say space. I'm just interested in the James Webb telescope, but it got delayed once again. I would have said it would be a major story, but yeah. Um, I'm wondering if uh, the JAXA mission to get that as- asteroid was this year. Uh, it was. Uh, okay, wait, the also... one to... Wait, which one? The one to move the, the asteroid or the one to... Uh, the asteroid man. sample was... Um, oh, I remember. That. Was that this year? Was that last year? It was in... Oh, okay. It was in 2020. I think it was... It was 2020. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it's... I like okay. space. Space is fun. I feel like space news is worth mentioning, and so that's also, like, all the SpaceX stuff. You know, there's just so much going on in the world, I can't remember everything. And that's actually the issue. I really feel like we need to start writing down a list of all these major stories we mentioned and be able to look back at them more easily. That would be a cool little project. I should do like a little program to be like, hey, we should look back at a major story from last year. Um, okay, we, we could do that. Um, what are you looking forward to next year? Or what predictions you have next year? Or what f- industry? What am I looking forward to personally? Um, you know, my life is going to change a little bit with getting hired and so on. I'm honestly looking forward to, I guess having independence from the world of academic work because fuck that i <laughs> fuck academia hate. fuck academia um but also what i really do hope to see is um an ability for myself to learn and develop by working on my own personal projects and to be able to understand a lot more in a realm of technology that i want to work with as along with potentially growing something related to factual media which is called casual compute which you can probably check out soon there's not much on there yet, but um, it's a work in progress, and I'm hoping to be able to put more stuff up there soon. Um, CasualCompute.com. Check that out. And otherwise, what I'm hoping to see as a prediction for next year would be probably at least one more extra variant to make travel more difficult, you know? Um, Stop. My Come predictions... On. Hey, my predictions are not necessarily going to be true, but I'd at least try to make them realistic. Um... Let's see. I'm hoping to see a resolution to the Belarus crisis. Um, I feel that's one that kind of hits close to home because it's in Europe and I want to see that get better. And I'm also expecting a lot more news about wealth inequality and the environment. Um, I think the current wealth inequality problem is something that's becoming more and more visible on a world scale and more and more people are starting to protest about it all around the world. And so... It's something that I think people are going to be very aware of, especially in a time like now. Otherwise, um, I'm hoping to see the supply chain slowly improve, although I think that's a process going to take more than just a year. 
it's probably going to last till 2023 or something, 2024, um, our supply chain problems. But it's going to get better slowly and surely. Um, the growth of the semiconductor industry in the U.S. as we are bringing more manufacturing plants into the country, although the construction of these plants is going to take a long time, so that's also probably not going to happen much in the next year. What else is there that I'm trying to think of? Um, and I'm hoping to see actually the launch of James Webb Telescope, which is going to be one of the biggest steps in uh, astrology in terms of a like field of science. Um, that will allow us to do a lot more study of space out there. And also I want to see what like, um, in general, new, more stuff related to the space. That's it. Okay, let's see. Predictions for me. I think inflation is still going to stay high just because of like people coming back into the workforce and the supply chains, which like you, I also don't think are going to be fixed within the next year. Um, Democrats are going to lose the next election badly um oh really so, yes uh the whole we're gonna do something about wealth inequality not happening in the u.s not gonna um, happen but it's gonna be more and more talked about i guess uh, uh let's see uh, there will be uh, apple microsoft and amazon will all three be three trillion dollar companies by the end of next year Oh, that's uh, a good Microsoft, one. Uh, Google still will be a $2 trillion company. Wait, what do you say? Apple's Microsoft, $3 trillion, Apple, $3 trillion. Why not Google? I just look at their current market cap. Google's number four. I'm um, surprised to hear. Like, also, Google wait, Amazon has is a bigger of, than Google, right? Yeah. It's also because Google has a lot of like uh, regulatory issues right now with in the U.S. and in Europe with a bunch of antitrust lawsuits. That's kind of interesting because I always feel like Google is the biggest company. I know it's not true, but it, it, they always feel it way feels more like they're the biggest company. Yeah, because they're um, like ever present. But the truth is, yes. I think it's because they do a lot more. They do less business to business and more directly to the consumer. Yes, that's true. I think that Apple is going to allow for third party uh, payment systems by the end of next year. Oh, it's happening. I think they are legally required to make that happen in japan but i think it's going to be a, a worldwide thing because yeah. apple's pivoting away from their whole walled garden because they're going to allow like right to repair stuff etc and although it's probably going to be more... with like a little asterisk because they're still going to make sure to get that revenue yes and i think we're going to see more aggressive climate actions by the private sector while the public sector fails to do anything because government yay and and we will we will have fully vaccinated at least three quarters of the world by next year i think so hey um about that because if you're in the u.s don't forget you can start getting your booster shots now i should probably yes. look into uh, booking that for myself yeah, but 2023-2024, COVID is dead in that it is endemic and it's like the flu shot. But it's not it's not uh, forcing shutdowns. It's not it's not overwhelming our healthcare system, etc. I see you. I'm gonna get you. Um, but yeah, my expectation is by 2024, it's endemic, and hopefully okay. it disappear. I don't know. It could one day disappear. Poof. Like Trump said. And Oh, Trump's gonna be president again. This next year. <laughs> no Mike. Oh yeah, Let, let's give the QAnon some bait. Uh, because I um, also think we all know that um, Mr. Kennedy's gonna show up in Dallas um, again. Okay. And yeah. she's gonna tell everyone Trump is the real president and Am I getting delusional? Maybe. Um, <laughs> I also think Roe Ro v. Wade, if not fully repealed, will be f will be pulled back significantly. That's oh. another prediction. Oh, and the Texas oh, well. law is going to be deemed unconstitutional, but it won't matter because they'll the current Supreme Court case will make sure that Texas can enact an, another law similar to it. Yep. Oh, well, the world's going to shit, but also let's hope for some cool scientific innovation. That's the getaway for now.
That's a takeaway. <laughs> That's a takeaway, yeah. Um, the world's still going to shit, guys, but don't worry, at least we'll have cool science to make up for it. Yes. Also, the metaverse is going to still be stupid a year from now. It's going to be stupid, but um, people are actually going to start buying into it. Yeah. What's that company trying to make the metaverse headsets? I'm forgetting. But there was a company out there meta, actually working on it. Oculus? Right? Apple? No, that's Microsoft. not Meta or Oculus. They're already starting. Maybe it's Apple. Oh, well. But yeah, you know. We're all going to be living in VR by the end of 2025. <laughs> God, I hope not. All right. Anyways... Thank you guys for listening. Uh, are you, do you have anything else? Um, no, not really. I just thought, I guess maybe it's a cool thing to mention, but um, guess Tesla is not the winner when it comes to self-driving cars. Little do you know, it was actually Mercedes this whole time. <laughs> okay. Anyways, thank you guys for listening. We'll hear back from you guys next year, and we'll keep recording, making more podcasts, more content, and factual media is going to be bigger than ever. Yeah, and I guess you guys don't understand what I just said, but look it up. Drive Pilot by Mercedes is the first approved <laughs> self-driving car um, solution. So Elon was right. It was coming out in 2021, just not yep. by him. <laughs> exactly. All right, guys. Well, I hope you all have a good one. Have a happy new year, a Merry Christmas, a uh, happy Hanukkah. Did that happen? Did that Hanukkah finish? already uh, passed. Is it already in uh, the military? Kwanzaa? Okay, too bad. Anyways, um... Happy whatever. If you don't believe in uh, Jesus, I'm just going to say happy holidays or not holy days. Um, happy winter vacation. I don't know. Just <laughs> I hope whoever you point, are, whatever you believe in, just have fun. Um, yeah, at this point, Christmas is so de uh, is so uh, capitalistified, like commercialized. It's not even religious anymore. But yeah, happy yeah. holidays. Happy happy days um bye see you next year yep all right